0: Welcome to the Prescription for Living in Houston podcast, where we go over exactly what it's like to work, eat, sleep, and play right here in Houston. Good morning, and we are talking with uh, Dr. Maria Colon this morning, uh, and we're going to learn all about the rice military area. Um, So with that, good morning. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit?
1: Sure. So my name is Dr. Maria. I am originally from Puerto Rico and have been in the state of Texas now for about like seven years. I moved to the Houston area about 20 months ago. So I still Hmm. consider myself new in the Houston area. Sure. I relocated, yes, and I relocated from what they call the valley. So I was towards the U.S. Mexico border.
0: Gotcha. Fantastic. So um, what brought you to the to the Rice military? What drew you to that area?
1: Yeah, so um, it was an experience looking for homes, right? And um, not only for home, I think that also the neighborhood was really important for me, right? So um, I like to be more outdoors, one, and two, I like to live in places where the majority of your needs are within, you know, local driving distance or even walking distance, right? So um, the first area that we visited was like Sugarland. I think that in Sugarland, depending on the communities that you're at, you might find some of that. Um, we went to the Spring Branch area, and we were also looking for uh, short commutes, uh, both for me and at that time, uh, my husband. And in Spring Branch, but it was a little bit uncomfortable, was like all the homes are even more tighter together, right? Like so, so tight together that it creates this um, feeling that you basically I don't even have like per- space, personal space. Um, and then we came to this area of Rice Military. We drove up around it. I really like, so Rice Military going towards the Heights more than going towards uh, River Oaks. And what I like was, so I have, you know, an H-E-B within walking distance, and literally I have gone to H-E-B within walking distance, not in the heat of the summer. Um, I have a local pharmacy that I can go to, but then I also have a couple of coffee shops um, that if I want to, instead of preparing my coffee at home, I want to go for a walk to take you know, my coffee in the morning, or even sometimes um, that's what I do between patients, right? I go for a walk. Um, so I have the capacity to do that. Um, the neighborhood is also super close to Memorial Park, which was very attractive, taking into consideration that I, I like to walk, run, hike. I have a dog. So I was really looking for something that yes, I didn't want, a long commute to um, I didn't need a big home that was the other thing and then really the neighborhood was important for me so that I could have that type of lifestyle that I have I like to have outside of work
0: fantastic and you don't even have to you can just kind of walk right over to, to Memorial Park is that in that right if I yes yeah so that's even better we we um, took the kids for a walk. We met a group of people uh, a couple weekends ago to take a, a walk through Memorial Park. And that's a fantastic park. I hadn't been there in quite a while. Um, and, but of course we've got to get in the car and all that stuff. So to be able to kind of drop out your front door and, and, and just start the morning with a, with a walk over to the park would be probably fantastic. Um, so you mentioned how the, the neighborhood was very walkable and just, um, what about restaurants? What are some of the best restaurants in, in Rice?
1: Yeah, so, um, okay, so I will put that disclosure there that I tend to eat more plant based, Uh, just in case. But, yeah, um, yeah, walking distance, so there is Pacific Tacos. Pacific Tacos we go to um, after we do our hike. I hike with a group every Sunday morning, and that's where we go. And it's a very affordable price, and then it has a good variety because it's this combination of like Mexican and Asian flavors, Mm -hmm. um, and you can select. And then they also have, so they have options that would be for more like vegan, a vegetarian, plant-based type of community, but then they also have options that would be for you know, people that eat meats and eggs and other things um, within walking distance. Also, there's some really good Thai food place that I do not know the name. Um, but I really not now in the summer, it's too hot, uh, but it's really good. Like for winter when it's a little bit more cold, right, to go and have those warm Thai foods or those curie, right, that I really like a lot. Um, there is also very like crossing the street, there is a small kind of like family bar. And that is where, so I, you know, I live in the Bryce Military West Grove area, but that's actually where we have like our civic, um, you know, meetings, right. And I like the atmosphere because If you're looking for a place where you can relax, socialize, there might be some music, but you can still listen to people talk. That is the type of neighborhood bar, you know, that is kind of like mellow, right? Mm -hmm. So after, being super busy at work. I really I'm not attracted to loud places, crowded places, loud music specifically for me. So there's a couple of places walking distance and then if not, I usually if I'm looking for something specifically, I would drive to like the Heights area, which is Good. still like 5 or 10 minutes and you can get almost any type of food in the Heights.
0: Yeah. The Heights is the Heights is fantastic. Um, we've had a couple of guests on from the Heights, and and we, we, I think probably the last three times that Susan and I have gone out, I think we've been up into the Heights area. So, um, what was the name of the bar that you that you liked?
1: Huh, I need to look it up. <laughs>
0: okay, no problem. <laughs> it's so funny, right? When we get comfortable with places, it's just that they're close, and we just sort of walk across, and it's uh
1: oh, Ladybirds.
0: Mm. Perfect, perfect. All righty. What about entertainment options? You talked about the park, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, so um, I am the type of person I get entertained with kind of like health fitness activities. Um, So that's my first disclosure. So I'll talk about that first. So I get... Crossing the street on the other side from Ladybirds, there is a movement studio, and they do so not only your traditional like yoga and bear classes, but they also do like dance classes, right? And they do things that are very, very different. So that you know, I just might pay for one of their activities and go. Um, there is also the breathing room where it's actually that i teach yoga but i also like it because there's like pilates and other sort of like activities um and then really for other things that i like to do which would be more like theater and dance presentations i am super close to uh, Midtown. I have gone to a couple of presentations there. And Midtown is also nice, because compared to the downtown area, depending on where you are in the day of the week, there might not be a lot of activity or things to do, right? But Midtown I like, because within walking distance of the theaters, you also have some nice restaurants, right? So you can plan like an outgoing to that area, and come on, it's like 10 or 15 minutes so it's not that far away I'm also super close to the museum district um, which is one of the things that I like so that's also you know you can park in Herman Park depending on the season of the year and you can have like a stroll around there then go and visit the museums, have local, um, I love coffee, that's my thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I like to taste different local coffee shops, um, and then you're back, right? And again, you're very close nearby. And I feel that the museum district has like, things that you can also do with kids, right? Um, you know, it has the zoo, and then you have some museums that are good for kids. Um, so it's also family friendly.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, I think that's the you know Rice Military is one of those kind of forgotten neighborhoods. I, I think for a lot of people, right? Still it's still inner loop, right? So you're so you're in the loop, and then just as you've been pointing out, like you're still super close to everything, um, but it doesn't have kind of. It, I guess the Rice Military it's got some good bars, right? That's kind of a, got a bar stretch, if I remember correctly. <laughs> um, but you don't get all the other people coming in for all those other reasons, right? So you don't get as much traffic as maybe, you know, Midtown, like, like you're pointing out. Midtown can be very busy at times. Um, Museum District is definitely busy. Um, that's kind of the, the heart of everything in a lot of ways. Um, but so, in Rice Military, you're close to everything. Um, oh, you said the dance. What kind of uh, dance do you like? Is there a, a specific one?
1: Yeah. So, in this particular place, they have ballet and modern dancing. Um, right. I have also gone to Hunter Dance, which again on the other side of I ten, but super close by to take dance lessons. Um, and of course, I'm Puerto Rican, so I can do a good like salsa and merengue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: So that that's my favorite, right? So I um, I think that's a shock to a lot of people. So I danced. Um, literally all over the world when I was traveling for work. Um, so I used to dance salsa and bachata, merengue, um, and yeah, so I danced. I used to teach some of like the the lifts and tricks type of stuff. Um, and so anyway, that just, I could, that's a whole nother tangent for me. So I'm going to stick to the, stick to the point here. Um, so you, you moved from Puerto Rico seven years ago or. (laughs)
1: Well, so I actually moved from Puerto Rico to the States in 2010, and that's okay. when I started doing my residency. Um, I was actually in Pennsylvania.
0: Gotcha, at, okay.
1: At Hershey's, yes, yes.
0: So how does, how does uh, Houston compare to Pennsylvania?
1: Well, so you know, I think that what you need to remember about Houston, Houston is compared to the South of New York, right? So you're, you're talking about a big city. Right. Um, When I was in Pennsylvania, I was in Hershey, which is more kind of like suburbs, more rural. And I do think that it had, you know, a lot of benefits, one of them being the weather, (laughs) right? The weather was more mellow. Um, Here, you know, when you think about somebody that does like running marathons and biking, so here everything is a little bit flat. Um, Over there, I had some rolling hills. So, That was easier. Um, And the other thing that was different, I do like that here we have a lot of farmer's markets, which we haven't talked about that. And that's one of the things that I I love, right, that we have a lot good farmer's market nearby. And there, instead of having the farmer's market, so on my drive from Hershey to Lebanon, I would literally have like farm stands. Right. And the other difference is that it was whatever was in season for them. Right. So different farm stands would have different things depending on the season. But it was also more like a rural, you know, type of lifestyle. Right. So here you have more the urban. You can really get caught up in the do, do, do very easily because there is so much stuff to do, right? Um, so I would say that those are biggest, you know, difference. I have also lived in Providence, which, you know, Providence is a really good kind of like middle place, right? So Providence has um, like a city, right? The city amenities and stuff to do. But then it's a small city, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, there you can just go from one side to the other in less than an hour, right? Um, so that was also pretty cool about Providence. The winters were a little bit uh, harder than when I was in Pennsylvania because, I mean, you're more up north, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so I have lived in a couple of places since I have been on the States.
0: So that's fantastic. I, I love to talk about the differences, um, especially with somebody that's that's kind of been able to travel around a little bit because I don't think people um kind of get the full picture of houston right all that it offers you were talking about kind of comparing it to new york city you're talking about you know having the city vibe like providence but then you've got a lot of the rural aspects or the suburban aspects um that maybe you kind of saw in in hershey and so there's a lot to offer what would you say surprises or would surprise people about houston maybe what surprised you what might surprise others um if they if they were thinking about coming to houston
1: Um, I I would say from my perspective, uh, yes, I knew that everybody had said like, oh, the traffic, right? And the the traffic, I mean, that's why I think that you really want to be in an area where you can reduce, for me personally, your commute, right? Um, I think that that is extremely important. From my perspective, if you want to have a lifestyle that will allow you time to do other things rather than drive for two hours every day. And I think the other thing is, so yes, you are aware that oh, it's a city, it has more amenities. There is a lot to do. Like literally you can go each night and eat in a different restaurant if, if that's what you like to do, right? And you will find one to go each night. Um, and I think that that again is super good. Um, and I say this because it will take you some time. I mean, I have been here 20 months, right? And I can tell you there's still a lot of places that I haven't been to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so just give yourself, if depending from where you're coming, give yourself time to adjust. And really, if you are coming from like out of state, and you do not know people like in the Houston area, I would say start to plan as much as you can ahead of time and maybe do a couple of visits so that you can really, really have a good feeling of, oh, this is the place that I want to be and establish.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's great advice. I think um, visiting the different areas because you'll get a very different vibe. Um, you know, just driving through the different areas, stopping at a, at a restaurant or coffee shop, Taqueria, whatever it is, you're going to get, um, a very different vibe, um, depending on where you go. Right. So it's super important. And that's, it's funny because that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to do this, the podcast, right, is, is to start providing an introduction for people to hear about these different areas and interviewing different people and, you know, whether they've, families or or, you know single young married couples whatever it is because it really depends on kind of where you are in life sometimes where you want to live right where you have to live with regard to schools or whatever it is Um, but we've got a lot of variety here in Houston Um, and so you just have to kind of come out and you know check out the different areas and there's going to be something for everybody. Um, You mentioned commute. Um, how, how, where do you work? Where's where's your kind of your office? Um,
1: yeah, so I actually work primarily from home right okay. now. Um, but I was commuting all the way, uh, the farthest was Pasadena the first year that I was here, gotcha. right? Which again, if there is no accident and you're, dr- you're driving against the traffic and you are between you avoid the 7 to like 8, 8, 15 period of the morning, it would be a 30 hour commute. If it was raining and there was an accident, there was one time that it took me an hour and a half to arrive home.
0: So that's good. So um, you were commuting to multiple different offices when you first came out. So if, if somebody was working in the med center um, or maybe just maybe more open, um, what are some of the major facilities around you that might be a, a shorter commute? just so people have kind of a reference.
1: Yeah, so um, in the Heights, there is a couple of Memorial Hermann facilities, right? Including, um, so if I go all the way on TCS, there's towards 610. Um, in that 610 and Frontage Road, there's even like a hospital, right? Or a tower of Memorial Hermann. Um, here in Washington, right? I have one of the urgent cares for Memorial Hermann. Um, so, th- so those are if you're thinking that you're going to be like in corporate medicine, right, and going to be working for one of those, um, there is a, a lot of other private owned, you know, facilities within the area, right? So in Washington, you have doctors that have chairing office spaces um, in the frontage road of I-10. And then in the Heights area, which I think that this, it needs to be done even more. And I think it's really good. You have a lot of chair office spaces Spaces, but these are um, share office spaces that are um, homes that have been divided and all they have in there is different types of like healthcare providers, um, you know, or clinicians, right? So you might have like a chiropractor with a mental health provider, with a, patho- a speech pathologist. Um, and I think that this is also really good for people that are looking for opportunities to have their own um, business and to have their own clinic and be in private practice because that will help you reduce the cost right so that's one of the things that um, i would you know say that is really good about this area that provides for that and then there's a lot of like urgent care um you know that are also like afc nearby and um, so it really depends on what you're looking for as a physician right what is the type of practice that attracts you to right if you want to be in private practice hey, there is need and there is opportunity. Um, and if you wanna be in one of the more, um, you know, maybe safer uh, income, right? And be in that corporate medicine where that you have people doing stuff for you, then locally, nearby, I have Memorial uh, Herman and Kelsey Sebald uh, facilities, right? I like the big names.
0: Right, so there, yeah. So you're kind of, again, being in the center, Inner, uh, inner loop. There's a ton of opportunities. Um, what have you seen in the last 20 months um, with regard just to kind of the growth in the area? The
1: Yes. So um, again, because I am like on the other side of Washington of that Rice Military area, we, we have a lot of um, like spaces that they were either like one home or they were vacant lots. that now they're putting three to four, you know, townhomes. Um, So the good thing is about this area also is that one, it's non-flooding, right? Because we are high, right? So I'm in a non-flooding area um, and you're close to everything. And here you can get homes that like mine, is almost 20, right? So you can get something a little bit more older, Um, but you can also get like new construction, right? And if that's something that attracts to you, doing new construction, not having to remodel, right? And getting things a little bit, you know, more uh, modern, then, hey, you know, one of these new constructions might be a good option for you and you don't have to look then for new construction of the, in the suburbs, right? Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of new construction going on in the suburbs, right? Um, and then if you are looking for like condos, right? And you wanna live, you know, I don't know and the 9th, 10th floor, there are also some new condos that are being built um, in the Heights area. I I didn't think that towards like Rice Military and closer to Memorial Park and Memorial Drive, but at least towards the Heights, there's a couple of new ones that you would still be in a really, really good area. Um, So you have options for new constructions that you won't have to remodel here, if that's what you're looking for.
0: If you're looking to move anywhere in the Houston area, don't forget, we'd love to help you out. Give us a call or shoot us an email at dan at dhsrealtygroup.com. No, uh, that's a great point. I, I think uh, last time I was, I was helping somebody look, they were, um, I think we mainly saw kind of um, 2,500 square foot lots, um, you've got kind of the three story, you've got the, the three bedrooms, three baths, maybe a half bath um, on you know, kind of the main floor uh, but then you've got like you were talking about some of the the newer construction where there maybe they've they've torn down some stuff where you've got five bedrooms three baths or four baths um, Still kind of that small lot But again, they're going to be completely redone and then you've got a price point at least with the, the single families if I'm remembering. and it's it's kind of that five hundred thousand up to you know the the million three I think currently million three million two but then they do have the condo options, like you said, as well. So it's got some different different price point, excuse me, price points depending on where you are and what you're looking for. Um, I think that's the other benefit. Where um, if you come out to the burbs, um, you're going to have um, well, there's going to be price variation, but you're not going to get a condo, I guess. You're not going to get a condo with a view for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, and a lot of those condos, they've got a, a view of the city or they've got a view of um, Memorial Park. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's pretty good sometimes. Um, Talking about the growth market, um, do you have a lot of kids in the area? Do are you, you see a lot of kids out biking and, and running around or?
1: Yeah, so there are some, I don't think that as many as if you move a little bit again towards the heights or if you move a little bit more towards rights military. Right, Um, I do see them out like biking, usually during the weekends with their parents. Um, And there is a school. There is an elementary school that literally I can walk to like three minutes from my home. So I think that also, if you are like newlywed or you know at the beginning, right, where you have like maybe your kids are not, they don't need high school. at some point they would, right, but then this is also a good option to just start Right, And let's say that you're like, okay, this is too much. I don't know where to live. Well, if you're in a place like this, that will give you at least like seven years, right? Kindergarten through sixth grade, right? It gives you the capacity to kind of like know and explore the area while they're going still to a good school. Cause if I'm not mistaken, that little elementary school is actually rated pretty good, pretty well. When I was looking two years ago, I'd have like the A's and and yeah
0: let's talk about the pros and cons what would you say the the maybe the three or four pros of the area are
1: yeah so number one i would say location right location 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 and yes number two um for me is activities right you have options um you are not enclosed into you know, the typical type of suburb activities. And number three is, again, this is related to the location, that for me is you have everything that you need close by. I don't have to drive 30 minutes to see my doctor or to see any sort of specialist, right? Um, I have all of my needs really close by. Um, I would say in terms of the cons, um, I, I live pretty close by to... If you know something about the area, there is a train track that passes right before like I-10, right? It kind of like divides the neighborhoods that once you move here, you have to kind of like start to um, know the times that they usually pass. Right. Sometimes they might stop and they might stop for a long time so then you also need to know how to get into the expressway or, you know, how to get in and out um in the uh, streets where the train doesn't pass so i think that that is probably the biggest con and the other thing is just know right that compared to the suburbs you will be paying more on you know tax right taxes over your property um so that's something that you need to be aware of especially if you're just starting in this adventure of like owning a property in texas um and then I would say if you are looking for a lot of family activities that are like the typical type of suburb family activities, then that might be a little bit more challenging and you might need to maybe drive a little bit more. Um, Because I feel that here you either have couples that are married without kids, whether they're like closer to retirement, empty nesters or more newlyweds. You do do have a lot of singles, professional singles, and you might have people that do have like kids, but again, they're little kids, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that that might be a con uh, for some people, depending on the age that your kids have and what their needs are. I must say that if you're looking for specific like you have a kid that is already very advanced in dance right because that's my thing you are here you are closer to really good like professional dance academies so you have to wait that right to think about really what is it that you want for your family long term
0: excellent I normally have more questions on that but I think that was a great A great summary I think that was a perfectly time boxed summary um, let's go into talking about your practice I'm excited about that I, I want to learn more about that um, so kind of specialized I don't know if that's the proper word in holistic medicine um, but let's talk about your practice the name and, and kind of the the types of, of services that you provide
1: yeah so the name of my practice it's Revisit it. Um, so basically, salud like health and Spanish, and revisit it. And the the reason that I selected that name or that I opted for that is because I think that uh, specifically what I have designed is something to offer people other alternatives than your typical type of medical care that you get right? Which if you think about it, it is seeing your doctor every three to six months, um, in and out quick, right? And then just the prescription of medications, they might tell you, oh, you need to lose weight, eat more fruits and vegetables, but goodbye, see me in three months. And then the patients might be kind of like lost into, okay, so how, what do I do now? Right? So the type of care that I provide is One is for people that are really looking, one, for different alternatives. So I am a diplomat of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, and I'm finishing my board in um, integrative medicine, right? So with me, I guess I have the knowledge of Western medicine, and I can prescribe you, like, the medications and treat your, like, UTIs. But also when you think about chronic conditions like diabetes, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, autoimmune diseases, then I can go with you and really go beyond the medication. What is the root cause, how can we you know, change, help you change your lifestyle behavior so that you can be healthy? Um, What are maybe some supplements, herbs that can enhance your health, right? And then a lot of the times can even be a little bit more gentle in our bodies and not have as many side effects as some medications, So those are also options. Um, I love to integrate essential oils, especially in the in the skin, right? And for things that are like musculoskeletal and and pains, because again. It doesn't have a lot of side effects. Yes, it can improve your quality of life. So a lot of it is improving the quality of life and working with people with what are your health goals and what's me to meet those health goals. So that means that I don't see my patients every three months. I usually see my patients every two to four weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. And we work work together to meet those needs using different resources and tools. And then I'm finishing my uh, certification also in acupuncture. Because again, very gentle, but very powerful healing tool that can really help people live a more healthier, balanced life.
0: Yeah, I think acupuncture is probably often uh, overlooked. Um, I... I think they've figured out something through all those millennia um and uh i think there's a lot of benefit there that people don't realize um but i wanted to go back to the whole what do i do now i was listening to uh, another kind of cardiac surgeon talking about kind of all the, the the diseases that are building up in our more sedentary lifestyles um and you know, they talk about just taking a pill, taking a pill, taking a pill, right? And and he wasn't talking about just taking a pill. He was talking about more lifestyle changes. So that's where I wanted to kind of go back to, um, because I think people are at a loss, right? They're, they get they get into a certain position, right? They're they're unhealthy. Um, they've got whether it's diabetes or or um, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. When you when you talk about what do I do now? What would maybe let's start with kind of what's your typical patient, right? What is your typical patient coming to you with? And maybe kind of walk us through that, what do I do now that you would go through them with?
1: Yeah, so a a lot of my patients, when they arrive to me, they are tired of taking their medications or, you know, combination of medications and supplements and still not feeling completely well, right? So, you know, I do a very comprehensive assessment in terms of what they eat how do they move? And then sleep and stress. Like those are like my three big pillars, right? And I work with them and I ask them, okay, so what are your three health goals that we're going to start to work with? And we prioritize that. And then usually, you you know, food tends to be, um, a big pillar right and um, i think that also when you live in a place where you have access to again a lot of eating out right uh, yes um it can become a little bit challenging right because then you might not know specifically what you're eating and when i talk about food i'm not talking necessarily everybody becoming plant-based i do believe that a lot of people have to increase their vegetable consumption like way up there. Um, but this might look like, yes, let's let's change what we're eating so that we can lower blood pressure, uh, cholesterol, diabetes numbers, right? But it also might look like I'm having these symptoms and I'm not sure where it's coming from, and they tend to be related to what we're eating. So doing something like an elimination diet, not to lose weight, Uh, But more to look for foods that your body is sensitive to, right? Um, I think that a lot of people between, you know, the factors of like stress, eating um, and eating out, not necessarily something bad, but then eating a lot of like processed foods or foods that are not completely like natural, let's just put it that way. And then the overuse sometimes of like antibiotics, cause that's a really big problem. Um, and you know, what we call the gut microbiome, is severely different, right? And, and, and that makes a big difference, right? I think that we have started to talk about the gut microbiome more recently because there's more science to do the studies and to prove it. But what we do know is that, again, if you eat a lot of fiber, right, um, that is a great natural way to replenish your gut microbiome, and that has great impacts on not only preventing things like colon cancer, but one, it will help reduce like heart attacks like seriously right and then it has a great impact on your mental health right the gut mind you know connection which is so important so food tends to be pretty good i, I feel that it's also um, a little bit harder to navigate compared to exercise i feel like when i say to people okay so are you moving a lot of people that can be easier once you start to tell them no you, it's not that you go to the gym for two hours let's just let's just move. Um, And then stress can be challenging, right? And there is studies that have found that if you live in an urban area, so again, if you're moving to Houston, this is urban, your levels of stress will be higher. Your levels of cortisol, unfortunately, would be higher um, because of the design of the city and city life. So, you might not necessarily be able to, you know, change, right, um, completely that, but then how can we still lower our stress levels and facilitate our life, right? There is like, this very fine line between lifestyle choices, right, behavioral lifestyle choices and imposed lifestyles. Right, that was one of the reasons that we moved within the loop because the imposed lifestyle was a little bit better than living in the suburbs, unless you're working in the suburbs, that's different.
0: Well, I, yeah, I think just what we were talking about kind of in the very beginning is, is you're putting yourself in a position to be close to those activities that you that give you joy, right? That, but also you know, kind of the other part of that is, is for a lot of people reduce stress, right? Because they, they get that moment. Um, I still don't have a good reason why I haven't done more yoga. I remember when I was living in San Diego, um, I, there was a, and again, it's all about convenience for a lot of us, right? There was a studio that was close to me. It was, it was con, it had convenient times. I worked a ton, it was stressful, this, that, and the other thing. But that was close and I was able to go there and I felt the best, um, when I was doing yoga right it was just it was fantastic but for me if it's not convenient i I don't end up doing it so I think if you can put yourself like you were saying is is put yourself in in a position where it's there's a convenience factor um, then you can whether it's yoga whether it's dance um, you know there's a variety of things that people can do um, but you've got to kind of find that that part um are you able to? And we talk about food too. Are you? Are you, do you do food programs as well for people? Because um, I think it's easy to say, "Well, eat healthy, right? Eat eat more vegetables, right?" But you know, a lot of people they don't know, right? Um, you know. So are there are there programs that they can follow, or or do you refer them out to a nutritionist, or, or how does that process work? Yeah.
1: So really good question. Really good question. So I tailor it depending on. And yes, I do provide that kind of like with these are foods that you should eat. This is kind of like what a menu would look like, right? If they want like, can you give me recipes? That's also something that I can do. So I don't refer them to a nutritionist. But what I would say, it's not like, oh, I have this one type of like diet and all of my patients do the same thing. Right, um, so I tailor it. One because of food allergies and sensitivities. Maybe your needs are different, right? Your health goes. So it's actually a tailor program, a personalized, you know, approach. I will. My plan is to start doing group visits at the beginning of next year, and those people that join my group visits, which I am going to have a program for. What we call cardiometabolic diseases so diabetes hypertension hyperlipidemia but i'm also going to have a program and i'm very excited about this for people that perhaps have issues with body image and how they relate to their body how they feel in their body how they look they might not necessarily have an eating disorder but they struggle with with food and how they look and feel in their bodies so People that would be in those type of like cohorts of groups, yes, because they're coming here for a specific need, that type of eating or diet is going to look a little bit more similar than if you are doing a one-to-one with me and we're doing more personalized plan, to answer your question.
0: You know, I think that food sensitivity thing is, um, and I just maybe recently kind of understood this more. Um, is a lot bigger deal than maybe some people give it um, credit for or if that's the right term. I know for me like you know if I eat bad, right maybe my, my stomach hurts or I feel a little bit tired. but a, a friend of mine just recently um, went to the emergency room with some, some shortness of breath and mm-hmm. you know very he got a stressful job and you know there's a lot of stresses in his life. And he found out that he's sensitive to gluten. Right, and again, I'll full honesty. Right, all this this talk about gluten, I'm just talking for myself. I, I hear gluten, gluten, gluten. Right, uh, people have been eating gluten for a lot of years, and you know, all of a sudden, gluten, gluten, gluten. But he's got a sensitivity to gluten, and that was causing these other kind of more, and I would say, more serious things. Shortness of breath is a much more serious thing in my mind than a little tummy ache, um, and so. I think that was that was surprised me, um, you know. So when you talk about food sensitivities, it's not just an upset tummy or maybe you don't you don't you know fit in your pants. Um, there's a lot of other things that go on there. Um, <laughs> any other things like that 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 people maybe should be aware of? Because um, I would I would have never said uh, food sensitivity leads to shortness of breath. Right? That's just my maybe that's just my lack of knowledge. But um, anything else that might surprise people to, to be aware of?
1: Yeah, so I I think, um, so allergy symptoms, right? I have a patient that when she started, again, we were working on the elimination diet, and she would tell me, oh, I'm eating this. And as soon as I eat it, I start to have, get like rhinitis, post-nasal drip. And then after that, I get diarrhea, right? And I was like, "Is this is at your body it's, it's almost like an allergic reaction, right? You're yeah. eating this Ooh, and yeah. you're getting these symptoms, right? Um, skin tends to be,
0: uh, you know, there is
1: a, I eat this and I have allergic reaction with full blown like hives, right? People tend to right. recognize that but you could eat food right that is exacerbating um, seborrheic dermatitis right that is making your skin more either dry more itchy so it doesn't have to be the typical hives um you mentioned another one which that might be for some people if they're really aware of their body might be easier there is you know, food that is going to kind of like depress you, make you tired, make you sad, right? Um, And I think that those, not necessarily a food sensitivity, but it's something to be aware of because then if you want to have more energy, one of the things that I do is that I, I take it out, right? I completely, okay, what are the things that are making you kind of like crash? Let's take that away from your diet. So. Yes, I, I tend to, you know, start with some animal products like cheese and eggs. Um, gluten for some people is extremely; um, it gives them a lot of symptoms. For other people, it doesn't. Right. So not everybody has gluten sensitivity, but I do believe that, you know, those that do have gluten sensitivity, they they should try to eliminate it. And then the other thing that is important is that with some of these food allergies or food sensitivities. Um, when you do an elimination diet, there might be a point where you and you can reintroduce them five, ten years down the line, and then your body tolerates them a little bit better, right? Um, and, and then the other thing um, that some people do not also necessarily correlate is like muscle aches and pains, mm. right? You eat something, and then the next day you wake up, you're stiff you're swollen and you're kind of like hurting in your body. Kind of like if you had the flu, right? Uh-huh. there are certain foods that can do that for some people, right? Meat. so again if that's happening the first thing that i do is that i reduce the foods that we already know they tend to be pro-inflammatory right Right. that's where we start and then we kind of like play around so you know it's something that takes time it's not something that again in a one doctor's visit we're going to find out the answer so I, i like to say you know the patients that come to me is because they, they're, they're going to be willing to say, okay, we will not have the answer in the first one or two visits, right? Because um, this is not necessarily, yes, there are tests that we can do like for food allergy, gut dysbiosis, which is for the gut microbiome. But I, I feel that when you want to do, especially food sensitivity, um, that's more this elimination diet, and that will take a good four to six weeks.
0: Gotcha. So we've hit on a lot, but maybe if, if we could just maybe uh put a, a finer point on it. Why why would you say that holistic care is important?
1: I think that it is important because and especially think about what happened when COVID came, right? What we knew was that certain people, even if they had a better weight Even the people that live in New York that were exposed to like more stress, right? They were more prone to it. So there is a lot more to your health that what medications can do, right? And what you do outside your doctor's office is more important than coming to see, you know, your doctor. I think that yes, that is needed. And we need to look at your numbers, do your screening tests. But then once you go home, how are you taking care of yourself? And I think that that is really important. And then the other thing is because there are ways to heal that are more gentle in our bodies. And if we can use those more gentle ways, your body will appreciate it, and long-term, that might be more beneficial, right? Um, So it's not like this complete, oh, if you have holistic care, you will never get sick. We know that that won't necessarily happen, but the probabilities are that if you're taking care of your body in a different way, even if you get flu, COVID, you, the capacity of your body to bounce back is going to be quicker, right? Than somebody that perhaps for whatever reason cannot take care of their bodies the same way.
0: Yeah, I I think when I hear you talk about this, I, um, and again, just some of the other stuff that I've been listening to, and um, we have kind of turned into this, take a pill, right? Go see your doctor, take a pill. Um, a lot of us aren't good at taking pills um, right And so that's one problem but there's so much more um, and we could go on and on but um, but I think food right the the concept of, of not just eating quote unquote better but maybe eating the right foods for the certain person right um, that that's probably important so for people to start dialing that stuff in there and then sleep and stress is a whole nother conversation but that's that's probably highly, um, underrated for, for a ton of people, right? Where this burn the candle at both ends type of culture. Um, but you know, your body gets, your body regenerates when it sleeps. Right. So, um, you know, when we had twins, um, there was no sleep, (laughs) you know, early on when we had the twins and I just remember just always feeling tired. Why am I tired? I used to be able to, you know, kind of do all these things and, uh, anyway, that was just an age thing too. But um, I know you have another appointment. Uh, so um, any any kind of final words or um, and I said any final words and please let us know how we can kind of get in touch with you your contact information and such.
1: Yeah, so in terms of final words, uh, I think I have to one if you are thinking about relocating, you know, to the Houston area, I would say give yourself the time and the grace to really find that spot that is going to fill the majority of your needs and the majority of your likes. Um, and then my other um, caveat or thing that I want to put out there is there is hope and your bodies have the capacity to heal from the inside out. And you can rewrite your health story. So that's You know, empowerment. That's what I want to give to my patients hope and empowerment. Um, So, how can you get a hold of me? Well, a couple of things. You can go to my website, www.saluterevisited.com. You can also follow me on social media, so Facebook and Instagram. My handle is at SaludRevisited.com, uh, at Revisited, not with a .com, um, and then also YouTube, so I have a YouTube channel that I have started to put together, and that, you know, if you put in on YouTube, Revisited, it will come up.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, and, I, and I'm glad I didn't try to say Revisited with an accent. I, I, I had the Salud <laughs> part, but I was thinking, how am I going to say that with an accent, So or, or an accent, <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't try. Um Thank you so much for your time and uh, really, really enjoyed talking with you. Um, thank you for joining us on the Prescription for Living in Houston podcast. We've had a wonderful time discussing what it's like to work, eat, sleep, and play right here in the heart of Texas. If you're considering a move to Houston or within Houston, we're here to guide and assist you. Don't hesitate to reach out with a call or an email at dan at com. And remember, the charm of Houston lies in its diverse neighborhoods, so make sure to tune in next week where we'll be exploring another vibrant neighborhood in Houston, offering insights into its unique lifestyle and opportunities. Until then, stay safe and keep envisioning your perfect Houston living experience. Goodbye for now, and we'll catch you in our next episode.